Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind. Uh. Yeah. Ready? Uh. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Than whole. Riddle me that. The rest of y'all know where I'm lurking yeah. Can't none of y'all mirror me back. Yeah, hear me rap. It's like hand G rapping his prime. I'm young HO. Raps great for dead. Back to take over the globe. Now break bread. I'm in Boeing Jets, Global Express. Out the country, but the blueberries still connect. On the low, but the yacht got a triple deck. But when you young, what the fuck you expect? Yep, yep. Grand opening, grand closing. Goddamn, your manhole. Crack the can open again. Who you gonna find open ahead with no pen? Just draw inspiration. Who you gonna see you can't replace him with cheap imitations of these generations? All right, we are back with a brand new episode of Beyond the Sideline. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing head coach for the Newsom Wolves, Coach Christian Yaki. Coach Christian Yaki is 35-19 with the Wolves. He won Coach of the Year in 8A from the FACA District 15 in the year 2020-21 season. He also is a district champion in 2021-2022 season. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. No, sir. Thank you for taking the time out to give us an interview. We always appreciate it. We always love to learn more about the program. So, Coach, you want to give us any of your uh, social media accounts so everybody can keep up with the Newsom Wolves football program? Yeah, so we, we kind of just stick to Twitter and Facebook. So our Twitter is at uh, Newsom Wolves FB. And on Facebook, for all the parents, it's just Newsom Wolves. All right. Thank you, Coach. So the first question I always ask everybody is, what got you into sports? Uh, sports, I mean, I grew up in uh, Ohio, in Toledo, Ohio, and uh, up there, there's always three seasons. So uh, my dad was a, a high school and a college coach, so I, that's how I got into football. He coached at the University of Toledo, and then uh, in the wintertime, I always played basketball. And then in the springtime, we were baseball. So, I mean, we just tried to play as many sports as we could and try to be outside. I mean, it's not like down here where it's 900 degrees every day with you. <laughs> you, got, you had a chance to go outside in the fall and in the spring. And in the wintertime, you always wanted to stay inside. And so that's how I play basketball. Yes, sir. So you kind of answered my second question, what got you into football. So with your dad being a head coach, is that something that you always inspired to be? Uh, he was he I'm wasn't sorry. a head coach. Sorry about that, but uh, he was an assistant coach. So he started out as a, a college player. He played at Ashland University in Ohio, and then kind of went into the high school ranks, and then kind of earned his, his a job at the University of Toledo as a defensive line coach. So ever since I was a kid, I was always on the sidelines. I was a ball boy, or you know, bringing water or whatever it was that we did. So that's kind of how I got around it, and you know, just being around great coaches. They were always so good to me, so I always just wanted to be, you know, just like those guys that I was always hanging around. Yes, sir. So before taking over as a head coach in 2018-2019, you were assistant coach for the Newsom Wolves. What foundational changes, if any, did you do that year to put your mark on the team? Um, I mean, I, I had such a, a good mentor at Newsom. I was at Newsom since 2010, so I, didn't, I was an assistant coach for seven years under Ken Hiscock and – you know, he was so organized and worked so hard. It was, it was, you know, something, you know, great, great, uh, person to learn from. 
So I felt when, when he decided to step down and he kind of recommended me for the job, I felt as though I was going to be, I was ready. And as well as, you know, to use kind of his foundation of the program, obviously we put a few stamps on, of it of our own, you know, um, I mean, we, we were a little bit more involved on social media, trying to, you know, be more in tune to the, the community and, and the parents and whatnot. But, I mean, what he had done at Newsom was, you know, remarkable. And then when he kind of wanted to take a step back, you know, I felt as though his, his his program was pretty strong. So I didn't need to change too much. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we have, how would you describe yourself, your philosophy as a coach? Uh, so my philosophy as a coach, just for, for the team, I mean, what we always talk about at our, for our team in practice and, and before games is our, our goal when the game finally ends is when we're shaking hands with the other, with the other team, we want them, you know, we want to earn their respect. So we want, we, don't, we want people, you know, as we're shaking hands to say, man, you guys played, you guys are physical. You guys are relentless. You guys, you guys play every snap. Like you might not look like the best team coming off the bus, but like your team is the best team we've played this year. So those are the things that we always talk about, you know, just being tough, being mentally strong, uh, you know, being the first guys off the ball when the ball snap, like that's our mentality. So when, when the, when the, when the whistle finally blows, win or lose, like those are the things that we want the other team to say about us. We're trying to earn their respect at all times. Yes, sir. Well, you definitely can see it on film and in person that you guys are physical and relentless. Last, yo, no problem. Yes, sir. Last year was a re- rebuilding year in sorts for your program, since as you finished six and four and missed the playoffs for the first time since your first year as a head coach. Did you have any areas of improvement you wanted to focus on going into the spring, and did you feel like you were able to achieve them? Uh, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily totally rebuilding. Our schedule was elite. <laughs> like we probably played one of the best schedules in Hillsborough County, and you know we probably you know, lost a game or two that we probably should have won. So our record was probably a little bit worse than it was in previous years, and we did miss the playoffs. But um, I thought our kids played super hard. I mean, just like we always wanted them to do. We had, we were, you know, five and one at one time in the season, and we ended up losing four straight, which was tough. But, uh, you know, to finish the season the way that we did, we went to Gaither, and they were a playoff team, and we scored, I think, 55 or 56 points, and, we ended up beating them in the final game of the season just kind of showed, you know, that we are still a relentless group. So going into the spring, I mean, our foundation is always the same. Like we're trying to build tough kids and relentless kids in spring football. Like we focus and we try to be as physically tough and, and do as much hitting as we possibly can. That's within the rules. So we're trying to get that, that younger, that younger group, that JV kid that's coming to be a varsity kid for the first time. We're trying to, you know, get them up to speed and, and get them to play the way that we want them to play. So that's kind of what we focus on every single spring. Yes, sir. So going off of that question, what does a Newsom Wolves football practice look like under Coach Christian Yaki? Um, you know, our practices are pretty detailed. Uh, everything is scripted, you know, to the minute. So we'll probably start off offensively and defensively. We'll have a a walkthrough period. So anything that we're going to do that day, we're going to walk through it for 10 minutes. We're going to show them the front that they're going to get offensively, or we're going to show them the formations they're going to get defensively. And we're going to make sure that they've seen it in a walking setting so that when we show it to them, you know, in our inside period or our skelly period or our team period, they've seen it before. 
and they know they know what they're supposed to do. So it's no hesitation. So we'll start with a walkthrough period, then we'll flex. Uh, we'll go through our special teams for the day. So whatever day it is of the week has a has an offense and defensive special team, and then we'll kind of go through and uh, do our individual. And then we'll work into an inside period and the seven on seven period just to compete against the defense. And then we'll, we'll go into a team. So, I mean, that's just kind of what we do. Uh, you know, the based on the day of the week, if it's in season or if it's preseason, you know, that schedule can change. But the biggest thing for us that we've kind of done in the recent years is we've kind of, we want to show the kids on the whiteboard what's happening. We want to show them the film of previous teams that have done what we're going to do. And then we're going to walk through it before we actually do it as a group. Yes, sir. Well, it, it's working because your player development is doing fantastic with the players from their freshman year to their senior year, just seeing the change in their bodies and their skill set. It, it shows up. Definitely. Uh, I do I do want to say this. Um, our off-season program is, you know, second to none in this area. We have a our strength coach is Joe Osborne. He runs Southeast Elite, which is a, 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 a weight weight room in in lithia right by us and he has joined our program two winters ago and i mean these kids start with him from when they're in seventh eighth grade and by the time they're seniors in high school i mean we're breaking gym records every single year so he does a great job you know running that our weight room program and our weight room is is a joke so we recently have uh just broke ground on a brand new weight room that's going to be double the size of our current one so those are all things that we're excited about that we've been working towards for the last few years to, to get accomplished. So we get to walk past that uh, construction site every day as we go to the weight room and get ready to go. Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure that the kids look forward to that as well. Yes. Yes, sir. Going into the summer, what were some points of emphasis for you and your staff if you don't mind sharing? Uh, just, you know, to, to try to build that mental toughness, I think the summertime – you know, in the beginning of the summer, a lot of the kids are attending those college camps and, and, and on vacation. And then as you get towards, you know, the end of June and early July is really a good time to get your guys together and just kind of work on their minds. So, you know, we, we'll go in the weight room. We'll do all that. We'll work on our agilities. And then we just kind of start working on their minds and try to make them mentally tough through our sprints and, and different runs that we do to kind of, you know, find out who those leaders really are and who the, who the tough guys that are the ones that are going to encourage the other ones to continue. So we try to make it tough. Not everybody, you know, likes to play for Newsom just because it is it is tough. So, I mean, the kids that make it through from their freshman year to their senior year and, you know, maybe weren't players as freshmen or sophomores, but as juniors start to come on and then they have just breakout senior seasons, like that's that's the foundation of our program is those kids that stick with it and, you know, they maybe mature and become more of a man and their bodies change and then they become, you know, ferocious people on Friday. So that's kind of what we build our program on. Uh, we don't really have choice seats to kind of rebuild through the transfer portal. So we got we to gotta build it from their freshman JV season all the way through. I love it, Coach. Um, to go off of your, like you said, your mental toughness, I remember a play in particular. You guys were playing Wharton in the playoffs a couple years ago. The receiver caught the ball on the sideline, and it looked like he was for sure going in for a touchdown. And your quarterback, he stayed with the play, and he ended up stripping him at like the three or four yard line. It was just like, man, like most yeah. kids, they give up. Like this guy caught the ball, he's done. But that play sticks in my mind because I was there on the side. I was like, man, this guy just 
pretty much won you guys' games. He changed the whole momentum at that point. Like the, the kid, you can see the word sideline. They kind of were like, "Whoa, how did this happen?" So, yeah. your teams are always yeah. disciplined and physical and fundamentally sound, coach. How do you maintain that that consistency? You know, I tell you what, I was thinking about that this summer as we're going through it, and I'm like, man, this is tough. Like, this is our sixth season, our sixth season going through it, and uh, you know, just to continue, you know, you get the kids that have been in your program, and you love to be around them, and you know, they become part of your family, and it's tough to continually stay on them over and over and over again because you know, if you give a kid an inch, they're gonna take, they're gonna take a mile. So <laughs> that's the hardest thing for me is that as I build relationships with our players and our coaches build relationships with our players, it's tough to get on them when they need it just because you care so much about them and you just don't want to see them, you know, drop their shoulders or anything. But, I mean, the more you do it and the less you give them, I feel like the more that they get out of it and they respect you even more, you know, just the way that you coach them and if you coach them hard. You know, kids, they may not like it that much when it's happening, but when it's all said and done, they come back and they're like, man, coach, I appreciate you for staying on me all the time. You know, I try to take days off of you. You know, you never took a day off. So I think that those are the important things, you know, for young coaches and and programs to just stay consistent with the kids, be the same with every kid, and just try to get the best out of them at all times. And, you know, in the end, you know, they're going to help you win a game just like that play you're talking about at Wharton. I mean, I get goosebumps on my arms thinking about it because the kid that made that play, when he was a freshman, he played zero snaps as a JV player. Like, none. He was a he was a non-dressed kid, and by the time he was, I think that was his junior season. He was a starter as a sophomore, a junior in a season, and ended or in a senior, and ended up going to Northwest Missouri State. So just kind of a cool, cool, you know, full circle thing. Yes, sir. Like you say, the the buy-in and development. Like you said, the consistency. Because I was again, that play happened two years ago, but I remember it like it was nothing. Because I was like, for sure, he was gonna score. And sure enough, he just yeah. smashed that ball. I was like, wow. <laughs> I think that receiver's at Florida now. Yeah, he, he ended up switching positions and going to cornerback after that game. Yeah. And yeah. they say he signed with Florida. I was just like, whoa. Um, one of the overlooked things to me as a coach that a lot of people don't pay attention to is the student section. And you guys at Newsom have one of the best student sessions and fan supports in the county. Um, how does that help you and your team knowing that the community is supporting you? Oh, man, our games, our home games are unbelievable, like, uh, you know, it's been that way for as many. I've been at Newsom. This is my 14th season at Newsom, and it's been that way since the beginning. They kind of, you know, uh, started creating theme nights. So every home game had a different theme, and the kids are talking about it all week at school and, you know, showing, you know, what, what outfits they're going to wear for the game and all that kind of stuff. So it's awesome. Like, our kids know that if it's a home game, you know, our stands are going to be packed. It's going to be standing room only around the fence. I mean, it's just one of the things that's great about being in our in Lithia or Valrico area. I mean, they support our football team, no doubt. Bloomingdale's, they support their football team, no doubt. So it's just awesome. I mean, sometimes you go to a game and there'll be nobody in the stands. And, you know, we talk about it before we even, we even uh, for that week, if we're going to go to Plant High School, we know it's going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. So we, we put the, we'll put our loudspeaker in the huddle. We'll make it impossible for our kids to communicate just because we know it's going to be tough. But when you go to those places where no one's there, then you don't even have to worry about it when you're at practice. So it definitely adds an element, you know, to the game that, you know, can help you win for sure. Yes, sir. I've been there for football and as a coach for basketball. And you're, you're a fan. They do a good job. But they get into the coach's head sometimes as well. And it just, you know, those kids are funny. <laughs> yeah. 
as a coach, we are always looking to looking for ways to improve our team and ourselves. So going into year six, how do you maintain growth and fight complacency for you as a coach and in your program? Uh, you know, I it's just I think you know just ingrained from you know being a kid and being around you know football programs and and playing as a kid. Just coaches have always been all about improving and. You know, we're going to have a, a different team that we had in 2022. Our 2023 team is going to be different. We do have, you know, a lot of kids coming back along the offensive and defensive lines. So that consistency is, is definitely huge for us. I mean, we're going to have a really big offensive and defensive line that will be helpful. But, you know, those kids, those the best teams are the ones that are player-led. So those kids that are returning, we're focused on making sure that they realize that the player-led team that the guys that will open their mouth and encourage the younger kids because we're, we're counting on, you know, a sophomore or a junior to help us out. So uh, I think that's the biggest thing is just the player led programs. When we were good in 2022 and we took Kissimmee Osceola to the buzzer in the playoffs, I mean, our, I didn't have to open my mouth ever. It was always led by our senior class. Our, 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 uh, our kids have been in the program for three and four years like they they knew me they knew exactly what i wanted and they led the team so it was just awesome to have those kids around last year we didn't maybe have it as as much so this year we're kind of focused on getting back to that player-led program having those seniors and those returning juniors be the vocal kids that kind of lead our program yes sir uh, this question is kind of all script i heard you talk about being from ohio um what was that transition like for you coming from ohio as a player to coming to florida and coaching because i'm pretty sure it's like similarities but i'm pretty sure there are differences as well yeah so uh you know i played in the toledo area in high school and our high school was a division one program which was pretty big so we had 75 to 80 kids on our team and you know it's just all i knew and when i came to florida my first my first assistant job i was a jv coach at leonard high school and uh, Jim Wilt was the head coach at the time. He hired me. He was a huge Ohio State Buckeye fan, so that helped me out because I graduated from Ohio State. But when I showed up for the first day of practice, I think it was 2007, we had like 16 kids show up for practice the first day. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Where am I? <laughs> like, this isn't the same. He said, he said, Coach, how many can you fit in your car? I said, Coach, I can probably get five. He goes, all right, tomorrow you're picking up five kids to make sure we have kids at practice. So I went through the neighborhoods, picked up five kids that they gave me, and I took those kids to practice and home from practice every single day. Like, that's not something that, you know, where I, where I played that I needed to rely on my coach to get me and bring me home. My mm-hmm. parents always did that. So it was a little different, right? So I stayed at Leonard for, for three seasons, and then I got an opportunity to come to Newsom. And at Newsom, you know, our program had anywhere between 85 and 125 kids in the program. So it was just, <laughs> you know, you know, different, different, you know, clienteles of, people and just different types of program but you know as the years went on Leonard became bigger and you know we played them uh you know I think three times as a, as being a head coach and you know their program's growing every single year so they're definitely going to be a you know a better team but when I first got there that was the second year that that school had opened so it was just you know a different different bird of of starting a program to going to a place that already had an established program yes sir so Coach, it's Friday night, moments before kickoff. What is a team, well, what is a Christian Yaki expect to see from the Newsom Wolves over the next two how two and a half hours on the field? Uh, you know, if it's just before kickoff, you know, our our whole thing is we're we ask our kids, we want to find out who that kid is that's going to set the tone for the game. If it's the opening kickoff, we're going to return the kick for a touchdown. 
if we're kicking off to somebody who's going to, you know, make the big hit. We played uh, Plant City a year ago and, you know, had that same motto, and we run down the field, and our kid knocks the kid out, you know, fumbles the football, we get it. We ended up scoring 42 points and beating Plant City last year. So, it, you know, we always want to be a fast-start team. You know, get out, get on on people because we have the ability to try and grind the game out. So, um, you know, our kids, they, they understand the fact that we want – our team to earn, and I said this before, we just want to earn the respect of the other team. Like we've, we've gotten off the bus at Jefferson before, and you know we don't we maybe not look like the greatest football team in the world, but when the game's over and you know it's it's a close game or we win or we lose, like we want the other team to say, "Damn, we thought we were going to win this game easy," and you guys are tough as hell. So that's just what, what I preach all the time: is is earning the respect. We don't have to you know open our mouths and and be you know a bunch of trash talkers. We're just going to talk with our pads and, and try to be the phys- most physical team on Friday. And, and hopefully when we look at the scoreboard, we won. Yes, sir. Well, I know as a fan that I can tell that right away because like Newsom opened around my senior year and just following you guys' program, especially the last few years. Like you said, you may not look like it, but I tell kids all the time, they're like, oh, we got to play Newsom. Like you got to be ready, better be ready to play because they're going to hit you. And they're going to keep hitting. You're not going to be just, oh, this team's going to give up. They're going to be relentless, and they are hard. They are physical. So it, it shows on the tape, and it shows in person, Coach. Appreciate it, man. We, I mean, that's how we try to practice. And, you know, the more that the kids do it, the more they realize that's how you're supposed to play. So just like you talk about being consistent, I mean, that's that's what we try to be. That's the, the only way we're going to be able to win games is to, you know, to be tough and physical and try to take somebody's will. That's what we want to do. Yes, sir. So my last question I always ask all coaches is, are there any players you think we should be on the lookout for this upcoming season? Uh, you know, like I've, I've listened to your stuff before. I mean, I, I, I hate to just, you know, miss a kid's name or, or not bring somebody up. We do have uh, two kids with Division One offers. So I would say uh, Dwayne Bain, he's going to be a three-year starter for us. He's about 6'4", 325-pound offensive lineman. Uh, he does have division one offers and then also uh eli hiscock is uh he's about 6'2 225 he's gotten a lot of interest this summer at going to camps um picked up a few division one offers and he's kind of moving from our jack position he played our jack position as a sophomore where he kind of played a hybrid backer he'd walk off the line or he could play down and then last year he just played down as a defensive end but this year he's going to be a linebacker again so uh, those are two kids that have gotten some attention this spring and summer. That would be uh, ones to talk about. And then also, we have a kid that's going to start at quarterback for the first time this year. He was our backup a year ago. His name's Noah Gunther. He's a 2025. I mean, kid's a unbelievable worker, weight room guy. You know, his leadership's coming along. So definitely proud uh, of him and, and where he's started and where he's uh, grown into now and to be the leader of our team. So. I'd say those three, and then there's a, a whole bunch of others that are are going to be great as well. And you know, I hate to you know start listing kids off and then forget somebody, and then and then their dads calling me and they're pissed off. <laughs> yes, sir. No, I understand. Well, coach, thank you so much for taking the time out to let me interview you and learn more about the Newsom football program. I know you guys are going to have a great bounce back season this year in District Four. I'm at Four M District Eight. I know it's um. People are going to be surprised about what's going to happen out there. So, again, thank you and the best of luck this year, Coach. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir.